By that, Becky means like re-gift stuff that she's gotten. Yeah, just, just don't put that in the recording, please. Everyone does it. It's too late. It's already recorded. Welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast, where I get I to am get... dying. I am dying. Your radio voice was, like, <laughs> amazing just now. Super I, on like, today, amazing. Like, I, I feel on. like you were, like, whispering in my ear, like, uh, a sweet I'm, nothing that I'm, would allow me to fall asleep. Am, that was insane. I am trying to make up for last week's audio disaster, <laughs> so I'm going to keep it really calm. Butter to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> so where i get together with my sisters who are, are just great i've been thinking a lot about you guys been watching a lot of home videos the last few days and we just had a hilariously awesome time together um so i am just this is one of the most exciting and fun parts of my week is getting together with you both so i am thrilled to be here with you uh lily how are you doing i believe you're out on the street somewhere no, I actually I've managed to like be in a little room. Um, I'm away uh, with my family out of out of like literally what is a definition of a deserted island, um, which is awesome because I you know it's one of the canary an island off of one of the Canary Islands and it's very cool but there's like no cars and it's just like sand for streets. This is actually a nightmare. There's no Wi-Fi. <laughs> Yeah, what kind of, like the streets are paved with sand. Right? This doesn't sound this like vacation. This describing. sounds like where they used to send like revolutionaries from France in the 1400s. Right. You're like, this is where they filmed Survivor. So this is where Papillon um, went. This is where Papillon was. Right. <laughs> um, and so, and so um, it's very, very cool, but there's no Wi-Fi. So I have like, I'm very excited to watch, talk about like the endless amounts. I'm just like... I don't know how you would say it. I guess when you're on a train, like one of those, like in the movies when the train is like, you got to like see if you can like run out the tracks or whatever it is. Oh, that's you with your data? You know, those like old Westerns. It's me with with my data. Will it get me home? Like through my TV shows and this podcast and everything, the amount of data I've had to use because there's no Wi-Fi anywhere. Um, But anyways, yeah. So I'm in like a little room in a little house, which is very cute. I I admire your dedication. Very old timey. I admire your dedication. Becky, how are you doing? I'm so pumped today. Pumped? I'm pumped. I am I am pumped. I'm so excited for our main topic of discussion. Oh. I've been thinking about it all morning. You've you've been you've been waxing cars and doing push ups and I've been waxing kicks. on and off all morning since my baby woke me up at six AM. I am ready to go. I also tried out this new protein smoothie that has some sort of magical ingredient that's not caffeine but super energizes you and ginseng. Lion high. No, um, maca. Oh yeah. I don't know, but I'm interested. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. I don't know, but it is like I feel jazzed, I was but defi- without being caffeinated. I was definitely googling the other day. Do I have narcolepsy? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Um, so it's not funny. We have a friend with narcolepsy. It's a very serious condition. Um, no, I, I wasn't oh, that, making that fun of it. I genuinely, you're the ones making fun of it. I'm the one who thought. No, I'm just laughing. I'm not like, making fun of it. You, I'm, I'm laughing. Kind of, I'm laughing that you think you have it. Um, you just so, don't pay attention to stuff. There's a difference. So how are you, Shy? How oh, are Shai? you, Shy? Do you have something special that you want to share that you need us to ask? No, I have. I just have things on my mind. You know, stuff I want to tell you about. Um, so mom and dad were visiting this weekend and we, we had the most wonderful time. Again, one of the best parts was watching home videos. We watched Lily's butt mitzvah video where again, why would you ever want to do that? Like all the plethora of content that you guys have, why would you go to that? It's kind of like the forgotten (laughs) gem of the home videos because it captures every awkward stage in our family, except for you who looked amazing at your butt mitzvah. Yeah. Consider you like my peak. You look pretty good. No, my peak was at Becky's butt mitzvah when I was 15 or or 14. That's my peak. Either way. up to my piece. Either way, if you average out the family awkwardness, but dad by far, he looks the best. He's sort of like debonair, post-80s dad. Uh, Mom's hair looks like someone took Han Solo's hair, but enlarged it and made it into a giant foam hat. It was a lot. And my hair looked like my six-year-old's current hair. So... It was it was seriously fun though and a great experience watching all those videos. Uh, the, and mom and dad are always so helpful. They helped me take the kids to their swimming class. Uh, the swimming class where my kids go is amazing. It taught them how to swim. They had so much fun. And after it the taught swim- them how to swim, the class, the swimming class. Yeah, the, the school where my kids go. No, I'm, as opposed to, believe me, I take them to other swimming classes that did not go well. Oh. Last summer when I was trying to, the poor teenager that was teaching, I don't know how poor, maybe she was just a terrible swimming teacher, but <laughs> the poor teenager had me like pleading with my kids to get in the pool and eventually I, I asked her, I was like, so this happens with all the kids. She's like, no, most kids want to swim. I don't know what's wrong with yours. <laughs> so the swimming, the new place that we go to was just my phenom- girl. was just phenomenal and mom and dad were with me and the kids were so excited afterwards that they saw them swimming they were waving to them through, throughout that they jumped onto dad's lap right after the swimming class oh no and soaked his pants like he gets up and even a six-year-old and a four-year-old knew looking at that that it looked like he had peed his pants <laughs> Oh, no. So we're leaving, and, and just the way they sat, right, because of their tiny little bodies, each sat on the inside of his legs, so it's just like these two huge wet streaks. And then we're getting ready to leave, and Mom and I are getting the kids out the door, and we can't find Dad. Now, in the Goldfish Swimming Academy, in the swimming school, now in the swimming school, there is a area where all of the kids get to use their own hair dryers. It's sort of like a like a trough of hair dryers and the kids hop up on a little stool and they dry their hair or their parents help them dry their hair. There's six of them. They're all outside the changing area. And as we're walking out, we're looking for dad. We can't find him. I look over across the swimming school and there is dad in a crowd of moms and kids hosing down his crotch with the, um, hair dryers to dry. So his not pants. hosing down, drying, drying down, <laughs> just like fanning and twisting and turning it was quite a scene um but it's one of those things that i think when you get older you just you don't realize it looks funny and dad was just totally cool about it and went on his way with dryer pants 
The other exciting thing that happened this weekend was my daughters uh, went to my niece's birthday party, which was something called a sleep under. Now, this is for all of the parents out there. This might be the greatest innovation in the history of parenting. Because if sleep unders had existed when I and my sisters, particularly Lily and I, were little, how much grief and anxiety would it have saved us? Mm-hmm. 100%. So just I actually, to... I actually, in my later days, I went to one sleep under. Oh, wow. Okay. It, it was just emerging when I was probably in about the fifth or sixth grade. So a sleep under, for those listening, is like a sleepover party, a slumber party, but... You do everything but the sleeping over. So the kids get together in their pajamas, they play games, they watch a movie, maybe they do a little karaoke or make some desserts together or something like that. And then when it's time for normal bedtime, parents come and pick up the kids so they can go home and sleep in their but, house. But nor- normal bedtimes, like like 8 o'clock? Uh, no, I mean, my kids went to bed probably about 9, 9.30 last night, which is, uh, I'd say, on the later side for, for them from having come from an activity. So it's a little bit of a later bedtime. But And, like, everybody has to be cool with it. But as a kid, I remember at being at, this is for all the Montrealers out there, staying at Jonathan Garance's house on Circle Road for one of his sleepover parties and knowing going into it because he had all of these horror movie posters horror in his basement movie. where we were going to see he had a Hellraiser poster, a Nightmare on Elm Street poster, a Sleepaway camp. And you're like, it's not, it's not fucking happening. I, I <laughs> knew going into here. the sleepover party and I wasn't going to say to anyone that I'm like, oh yeah, I'm totally faking sick <laughs> by about nine o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> like, I am hundred percent not sleeping at this yeah, sleepover. Yeah. We played like two hours of double dragon and then it became not, you know, I knew better than to do it right before bedtime. It was like right before. And I just went up to his mom and was like, I got a stomach ache. Call my mom. I'm going home. Really? You do? I'm like, yeah, it's time. <laughs> and... See, you were, you were giving smart me a one. You were strategic. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, Lily, I know you would have loved having sleep unders when you were a kid. Oh, yeah. Because I, to this day, it's just so weird that I live so far from home because I literally never left to leave the house. So let alone sleep over somewhere else. Like where they might turn the lights off. Are you kidding me? There's you know, no way I would do that. Yeah. It's just so I, it's not my bag. Not my thing as a kid. But here's the thing. I don't understand. What is the, is it because this generation is probably more anxious than even I was that they're doing it and they just don't have to deal with picking up kids at night? Because I feel like I was not the norm. Like I was like the, I was that one kid at the party who didn't want to sleep over like shy. But everybody else slept over, and then all the other parents got free babysitting for a whole entire night. Now, as a parent, I'm like, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, so what this is, is a shift? pretty good deal, though, because the kids are taken care of until their bedtime, and they come back to your house, and then they go to bed. So it's it's pretty cool. We had a good night. I guess. And, I, and then I'm thinking, I'm like, it's probably that other parent who's like, I don't want eight of, like, eight, eight-year-olds sleeping at my house. I got to work on Monday. That's what I'm <laughs> assuming is, it's about. It's a sleepover house parents that are like not happening anymore but anyways i'm just gonna say i did have a successful sleepover as a child um at the, my very first sleepover was super successful i guess i must have been between eight and ten or something like that and it was because by a complete coincidence i was at a sleepover across the street at a completely different kid's house the <laughs> two families did not know each other in, in any way in, shape or form tmr in TMR, which is town of Mount Royal. And like, if you could just imagine Montreal is a really big city. It's not like a tiny little town. It's huge. 
And so this was like far away from our house, at least 20 minutes from our house where we lived. And let's and be clear. No one knows where TMR is. I could not no, put find like TMR on a It's like by a highway app. somewhere. It's like, on the other side of Mount Royal, but that doesn't really make sense. Yeah, because that's where that's downtown like is. That's like Beaver Lake. Yeah. <laughs> and downtown, like the plateau. So I'm like, how many Mount Royals are there? I don't know. The point is that it's called TMR for short. And um, I wonder if Rockland Mall is still like. I still feel Rockland like I have Mall. no idea how to drive out to TMR. Like, I don't know how to no, get there. No, Nobody to knows how to go there. When one of your friends yeah, moves. Oh, you, you have to take Cote d'Inez to Jean Talon. And then go so, on to carry a little bit. When one of your friends moved, when one of your friends moved to TMR, yeah. that's it. You were right. never going to see them. You're never going to see them again. And it's the it's same so, way. I mean, when the yeah. Pinchucks moved to Westmount, suddenly we saw them all the time. Mm-hmm. There you go. True. Anyways, the point is that um, I remember being a little kid and just knowing that Shy was across the street at a completely different sleepover made me like be like I can stay, which is hilarious because. Let's say I, I got scared. What was I going to tell the mom? Go across the street and knock on a stranger's door, get my brother? That makes no sense. <laughs> right. It's not like But it calmed me down. But most right, of your decisions were not. Text you. No, it was not rational, but it makes me really happy to this day to think that, like, you were just across the street. Well, yeah, it's very sweet. Well, thinking again about our childhood, um, one of our favorite movies ever is, of course, The Karate Kid and the ensuing series. And we have been building up to this for a while. If you go back to earlier episodes, um, we've been talking about the Cobra Kai series on YouTube and how excited we were to watch it. Well, it finally dropped this week and we got to watch it. Uh, I think we're going to talk about the first half of the program because I think, are we all one to five episodes in, one to six episodes I, in? I, read, I watched the first five. Time. I watched the first four because I had to rewatch one and two last night with Vlad. Oh, I'll rewatch oh. one and two again. Okay. I, so I, love I watched. I've watched five. So when we, I'll start with Lily. When we originally talked about the show, this was, I think, one of the first time we played Pitch Imperfect, and we tried to guess what the show was going to be about. It was when our dear friend oh. Dave from Bonsai Retro Club was on. And. Mm-hmm. Lily, how did we do on our predictions? I don't remember. Did we? Were we? In any I, don't, I think we did terribly. I don't think we did well. No, we did terribly. I don't think we did. We weren't even close. I don't think. I don't think I mean, we were even close. Was, but now, listen, mine was very far off, but it was still a good pitch. Right. I'm saying I think we all had great ideas, but I'm shocked how simplistic the story is, and yet none of us got it. And we, it's we, awesome. Oh yeah. Well, let's just start to say that it's it's incredible and i know it's not just the three of us because i've gone deep on youtube comments like i have read the comment section of almost every episode which is like to me better than rotten tomatoes because there are people who are on youtube watching it in the moment and then commenting as if it was like any other video which rotten tomatoes and stuff like that i feel like it's not as legit and YouTube comments are usually so mean, right? And like so <laughs> yeah, terrible. Yeah, and like advertising like really disgusting it. things. Yeah, it's like the darkest corner of the internet, I feel like, in terms of cyberbullying. And yet every single comment is amazing. Like, I just need to read you a few. Oh, please. I love Kyler a dramatic. Kyler is such a douche. Yeah. Okay, Kyler <laughs> is such a douche. Oh, my God. I love this show. My gosh, this has been so good. I feel like I owe you all for bringing this rivalry back to life. Thank you. Am I the only one who's feeling way more empathetic for Johnny than Daniel? What the hell? 
Oh my God, damn, they really wrote Johnny Lawrence's character well. The fans will always love Daniel LaRusso, who's part of our childhood. And we like seeing how he's handling his life, and it's cool. They were seeing two men at a similar age dealing with their own struggles. <laughs> but man, they're really giving us one hell of a story with Johnny. I have great hopes for this character arc. I hope oh, the writers are, continue are, this well. Can you attribute Hold these, on. though? I feel like you should attribute these to the writers. To who wrote them? Yeah. Okay, that's Brian Michael. Um, three down, seven to go. So far, so damn good. Scandalous. Um, the, Miguel's grandma is the real star of the show. Harvester of tone. <laughs> 30 years worth the wait. Walter, 167. Pokemon Go King. Um, <laughs> sorry, I read, that, I read that really slow because it was one word. Oh, yes, a Bananarama reference in honor of Cruel Summer on the original soundtrack. Oh, the Bananarama pancakes. Yeah. That's a great one. It's a great catch. Um, Jay Miller Design can't stop watching. (laughs) Um, (laughs) These are amazing. I'm telling you guys. That's how you feel watching it. That completely captures how I felt watching it. And, you know, you know how uh, last week or a couple weeks ago I talked about, uh, you know, having expectations. So having watched the first two episodes and then, you know, convincing Vlad to watch with me last night, I was so nervous he wasn't going to like it. And at the end of every episode, he kept going, one more, one more. Can we just watch one more? And then at one point he turns to me, he goes, who's that guy playing Johnny? He is so good. Where did they find that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guys, guys, I have to read you just two more. <laughs> two more. Guys, no, I have one to read more, two, two more. more. <laughs> I have to read you two more. Okay? I'm telling you, this is and this is just from episode four. Like if you go on every episode, there's tons of different, like extremely positive comments. So Stephen Harper writes, Never in my life have I wanted to see a grown man destroy some high school students so badly. <laughs> <laughs> And then Ryan Parvatkar writes, forget Infinity War. I found the greatest show ever. Go over, guy. So I think, I, I, I think this. People I think love can, it. I think we can say people love it. We love it. I have been getting tons of text messages from people. I got a text message from a dear friend that I haven't actually been in touch with for a little while. Just out of the blue last night being saying, I hope you're watching Cobra Kai. And I, I was kind of like, yeah, I've been watching Cobra Kai. Um, but. Uh, I think it's bringing people together, and I think so. This is the question I'm going to put to you all: Is this bringing people together in the nostalgia way, um, or is no, this because yes, it's a good, yes, con- or is not- it nostalgia, or is it a good continuation of the story and the characters? Oh, okay, yes, I will say that Fuller House is pure nostalgia and that got me to watch the one episode with my mom and we were like oh never watching this again as opposed to me who watched all of it yes you we got her palette like this is these are just shows you fall asleep to so (laughs) i'm not even counting that that's you know but i mean like that is an example of a reboot that is just pure nostalgia and they're trying to aim it to little kids this is, of course, based in nostalgia, and even the show recognizes it with all the references. When the kid, when the Miguel is like wiping the window, and he's like, "Do you want me to wipe in a certain way?" And he's like, "No, like, no, <laughs> Wait, no? But like, it doesn't matter." Like laughing at the old, sh- like the old story, and then it's obviously really good because otherwise, there's no way all these people would want to watch it. No, but here's the and thing: us. in the promo, in all like the the promotional stuff, you, Ralph Macchi, Ralph. Why, you, why am I having a, a baby brain moment? I can't yeah, see it. Ralph, Ralph Macchio, or, or as Josh, Ralph. our guest from last week, pronounces his name, 
Ralph Machio. Machio? No, Machio. Oh, Machio. <laughs> I think that's maybe how you pronounce Ralph it if you're from Montreal. Ralph Machio has been, you know, been going on all the talk shows, and he keeps right. saying, "Oh, we decided to do it because they had a fresh take on it." And in my mind, I go, mm, "That's a bunch of BS." What that means is someone was willing to pay me enough. Like I never believe they had a fresh take, and that's why. And I'm watching it, and I'm going, "This is a fresh take on the material. This is fantastic. It's it, it, it really fresh. is." Because and, the fact that Johnny, sorry to interrupt you, but the fact that Johnny is teaching like kind of nerds and like kids well, that get bullied. This is, is where I'm feeling very, you know, I've been writing you guys saying I have so many feelings that I'm getting so yes, conflicted. very emotional. It's because, you know, technically Johnny is a deadbeat and whether he had, you know, whether, you know, he had won the fight against Daniel all those years ago and had never been, never felt like a loser, never been outcasted. He would have grown up to be a real a-hole because he was kind of, he was a horrible teenager. But then, so it's like scenario A, he still would, he would have been terrible. Scenario B, the current one, or, you know, vice versa, he's terrible. So like, no matter what, he was always going to kind of turn out like a deadbeat. And you don't technically, you shouldn't feel sorry for him or bad for him. But then because he's, teaching these outcasts these marginalized kids these nerds that get beaten up and and tormented you all of a sudden really want to root for him because you're rooting for them even though his philosophy and his way of you know of of his his karate methods are kind of like very much against what you should be teaching kids. You shouldn't so, be teaching kids. I, right. So Lily, I, wait, Lily I agree is married to a bona fide martial artist. So wait, yeah. I, I can't get there yet. Wait, hold on. I'm going to get there in one second. But I will say that Daniel alludes, like, you're right, Becky. And the fact that he's like no mercy and like strike for and like it's not a, it, That's not not a healthy thing to teach kids. It's not, it's 100% No, but the then wrong you have Daniel who was taught the Miyagi way. And you know what? He turned right. out to be a really stable, great person and clearly a very good I, I, dad. Exactly. But Daniel. Like a, think, a philosophy, you know, his philosophy right. is like and a healthcare one. And I think Daniel alludes to the fact when he says, you don't want, don't do what they did to you or something like that, what he yeah, did to yeah. you. He alludes to the fact as if he was abused, like as if he was like brainwashed by somebody who's like a he terrible person. Was. He was. And so Jose, Jose, okay, so now getting to that, sorry, you can go ahead. You were saying, I no, watched no, no. the show. No, I want, I want you to tell about artist. Artist. Uh, You watched it with a martial artist, so I really want to hear your take. Not just a martial artist, the... someone who teaches kids martial arts. No, like a living. ninja. Like, guys, then, like, I like a Mr. Have... Miyagi. She watched it with, right. like, someone, yeah. you know, he's someone else's Mr. Miyagi. Oh, so... for sure. And the, the craziest thing is that, like, I have a lot of fun with my husband. You guys know my husband. He's he's a lot of fun, right? He I think I would loves, say. Like, he loves know. a little disco dancing. He, he loves a good time. We have a lot of fun together. Last night watching this show was one of the most fun like I've ever had. I'm sad like, I couldn't watch I, it with him. He said that he couldn't watch it with both of you. He's like, you don't think that they would have waited for me for like the summer when we're together? And I'm like, Shy had it on the family calendar that there was a countdown to this show. No, he wasn't going to wait for you. But we can watch an ep together, I'm sure. Oh, we can watch so, the whole thing together. I'll rewatch it. Yeah, I'll rewatch it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's, it's only 10 episodes. So he was... Um, so yeah, we've already we we watched in one night. We watched five. He has like put another one on, put another ten, one on. Ten half hour and episodes. That's just the same length as one episode of Outlander. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, you can you always you always got to get in that. Love me some um, Outlander. <laughs> but one of the things that Jose said, and like I I'm not in any way laughing at him because this is like there's a lot of realistic things in this. Is that like he was very seriously 
you know, commenting that a lot of times when you're taught at such from such a young age, that kind of like martial arts is really intense and it is a whole way of life and a lifestyle. And then you become a teacher, you tend to repeat the way you were taught. So he's like, of course, Johnny's teaching like that. That's what he was taught. He doesn't have another way to teach kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, what, so, so here's something is... I want I wanted to throw out there. Uh, I think ultimately, let's just I'll, I'll preface this with I think ultimately the lesson that we're going to get, and I'm going to draw. You know, everyone knows I'm stuck constantly on the Last Jedi, but one of the good messages of the Last Jedi, even though I think Cobra Kai, like Super Troopers too, managed to be a better sequel than the Last Jedi was right. to um, uh, Star Wars. Uh, the only thing I took away about... from the Last Jedi was that like they should probably use pumps for poor breastfeeding aliens on other planets <laughs> that's literally all i took so, away so one thing i took away from the last jedi is the notion of balance and i think ultimately where this is going with johnny and daniel is some kind of balance between the two different philosophies and the reason right, that, why that's what i think and the reason yeah. why i think there's some balance is that i think that there is a subtle message happening here about kids these days and about kids and the the combination you have this combination of kids being more sensitive and more anxious in this generation than ever before but also the bullying being more vicious and more public than ever before so on one hand i think johnny's edge that he's teaching them is is without the no mercy piece and without some of the more negative elements it might be important for kids in this era in terms of toughening up. People always talk about how kids today need to, you know, be comfortable not getting an A on everything. And I think that's somewhat where Johnny's philosophy is going. Now, the other part of it is that I think Daniel's philosophy of balance and and spoilers, so stop right now, or I'm not going to go deep into spoilers, but you get to the end of episode six, Daniel starts to reconnect with his philosophy after he kind of starts to lose his temper. And you start seeing the beauty of the Miyagi way of teaching. And that's something that I think is really great about the story is that I think you're seeing some value in what Johnny's bringing these kids, particularly when he gets the full class of kids. Um, I don't know if you've gotten there yet. I'm not that far, but I'm okay with spoilers that, yeah. because I feel like it can't be spoiled. The, like it's you're, so you're, good, it, there it's won't really, be any spoilers. It's really not about the surprise. And this is another thing. Right. This show is not about the surprises. This show is about the continuation of these characters. And it's them about character have, development. And Real them, character development. Yeah, and them having put you back in this world in a believable way, in a way in which it's true to the story, but but moving ahead. In any event, I think that I think that you're going to see some sort of balance play out because Johnny is kind of the protagonist of the story. He's definitely not the bad guy in the story. I think we are all clear that Kyler is the bad guy in the story. Oh God, Kyler ranks yeah. one I of the. I don't understand that name. Um, <laughs> is it Kyle? Is it Tyler? I, lo- I, I Kyler? love like whoever came up whoever with that came name up for this character. It, Whatever writer so came up with that, they should come name, up with names for all characters. They deserve an Emmy, yeah. because that, <laughs> just that, based on that, that name is phenomenal. So, so, good. so, so let's talk. Um, I wait. I let's... just hold on. I just want to say, like, watching it with Jose. Well, I and, and, well, there's a lot of stuff we could say about that. You keep going. All right. So, uh, well, we're talking about characters. Let's talk about our new favorite characters. So we have Daniel and Johnny. They're back, but there's. What is that? Sorry, that's my son trying to he break wants, into he, the room where he we're wants talking. to be on the podcast. He heard yes. he, he he wants to weigh so. in on his favorite new characters in Cobra Kai. <laughs> so there are a lot of new characters that uh, are added into the universe here with Daniel and Johnny. You have Miguel. You have Daniel's daughter. You have her friend. You have 
the new it's bad Johnny characters. Son. You have Johnny's son. You have the bullies. The, you have the spouses or former spouses. You have the bullies. Which character is your favorite so far of the new characters? Oh. Okay, so I'm only four episodes in. So four episodes in, it's definitely new Miguel. Characters. Yeah, it's definitely Miguel is my favorite four episodes in. I'd, I'm hoping that with a couple more episodes, his daughter, Sam, will will go higher on the ranks. Um, but Did you see the right episode now, where she yeah. goes to the movies with Carla? Yeah, that was the last one I saw. And at the end of that one, I was right. like, okay, I'm starting to like her. She's like, I feel like she could be a really great character. Um, I definitely like their like their father-daughter relationship. But I would say, yeah, no, Miguel is uh, is is my favorite new character so far. I think he's a he's a great character. Um, I I'm gonna go out on a limb and just be like I feel like that little brother. Oh, good <laughs> shout out to the little brother. Kid, his other kid, like what is going on there? Like we need to unpack that. He's so, he, so, so terrible to that kid when he's like this. Is, like, I don't know if you saw that that episode him, where he's like don't drink he, the butter on a restaurant. No, so he turns to the mom. The mom says to him, "Don't drink the butter." But then I don't know if Becky's gotten that far. No. But then there's another point where he's like out, like the first one down for breakfast. Yeah. And he's like, "Dad, I want the pancakes." And he's like, "It's not a restaurant. Eat your toast." And then the daughter comes in. She's like, "I want pancakes." He's like, "Pancakes for everyone." And I'm like, "Oh my god, he is so that has to come back around." He clearly ignores this kid. So first of all, like, isn't that just what it's like when you're visiting mom with me? Yeah, yeah 100%. You, you know. we've we've all totally been Anthony LaRusso. <laughs> we know. Can I just say that during row. this last trip, Lily and I were there for two weeks, and there was literally no food in that kitchen ever. There was no food. Mom, just, there was just like we basically just starved and ate like takeout salads. Then the night before you arrive, she makes a brisket. She makes a ropa vieja. She makes a beef stew. She's like cooking up a storm. And I'm like, we're literally going to be here for another 48 hours. Why are you cooking all of this food now? It's Ice coming. We're coming. So so I'll I'll go with so I'll make the case for although I love the two characters and I do think one of the great things about the little brother by the way is that in in further nods to the eighties in particular I think he is that classic funny eighties side character younger sibling that you always see I feel like Seth Green always played that character when he was a little (laughs) kid I feel like that's a little bit what that little brother is maybe they'll do something more with him they try to do it in in Stranger Things too. Um, the, the kid that has a little sister, little sister she's always yeah. like super spunky and funny. It's like that shout out to the little sibling. Yeah. The eighties little sibling is an important thing, but yeah. I, I think that's great that you mentioned that I like, I'm going to go with Sam, although I do love Miguel and, and Anthony LaRusso also. I like Sam because as you get a little further into the show, you do see that there is more to her and there are some really great father daughter moments. And, and of all of the characters, I am most interested to see where she resolves and where she ends up because I think she has a little bit of a far... You catch her kind of mid-story. Like, Miguel's arc, I can see that unfolding. But her arc, I'm not 100% sure where that's going to go. And I'd like to see which choices she makes. I'm fine with whatever they are in terms of the character, but I'm excited to see those choices that she makes. Um, okay, Lily. Can I, talking about her for one second. Wait, just for one second. You know, in that movie theater scene... Where he goes to like grab her and she does that like self defense. Her karate moves. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's completely realistic. And I just want to say that like if people are listening and have teenage daughters or have young daughters, 
like they don't even have to uh, sign up for a martial arts class if they are into other things, but they can sign them up for a self-defense class. And mm. normally martial arts schools like ours do run those kinds of courses. And they're super important because those are simple moves that my husband confirmed that are realistic. And, um, and like, it's something you can absolutely learn. And I think it's really cool that she knew that and like, isn't like this helpless, like, Oh, I did karate when I was a kid. I don't like it anymore. Like she retained her training and, and used it to her advantage. I thought it was awesome. So that I, scene. I, I think then needless to say, I think this, that Cobra Kai is a buy for everyone in the family. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. this is a buy to me to the point where if a DVD set comes out, I want the DVD set so I can listen to the commentaries because I want to hear oh, yeah. everything about this show. Oh, yeah. For cool. sure. Cool. So we will be back probably next week or the following week to talk about the rest of Cobra Kai because I'm sure we're all going to finish it really, really soon. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, uh, let's move on and talk about what we've been watching. Uh, Beck- okay. Can I oh, go first? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> go for it. Oh, you're, I don't know. Ask no, no, I never it. have anything to say. So no, you're, you're, you're usually like, I'm still on the third episode of Outlander because it's still on. No, No, I'm usually like I'm watching the same two episodes of Billions for the last six weeks. Um, We'll do Billions later. uh, You and I have to when we finish the season, you and I have to go deep on this one. Yeah. Um, And so um, this show is insane that I found. I don't know if I found it. I think it it, it's popular. But um, the letdown like it is like somebody holding up a very real mirror to a mom's life or a new mom's life. And it's insane. Like I talk about Becky, like had all these feelings while watching Cobra Kai. I, if you even haven't had a kid, it's, it's a great show to watch. I think it's really funny. Um, but I think particularly it shows the uglier side of it in the sense that, of how moms I often feel and don't, and it's not even, you know, it's something that has to be said. It's just like how often moms behave and feel after having a kid and all the different types of moms. And I, I, I the show could seem like a stereotype, but literally, and Becky, I don't know if you got that far in the episode that you saw in the mom group. I literally have met oh every single God. one of those moms. <laughs> like yeah. One of them I know really well, like it's, it, it's so well done. And, um, to the point where, like, it made me anxious. Like, I got a little PTSD at, at some point, but I think it's excellent. And I don't know, like, Becky, I know it was a bit, like, too soon for you. This this borders on the kind uh, yeah. of show where I don't necessarily like always stories of real people just living miserable versions yeah, of my I, life. Right. So, no, I, 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 and I wouldn't say it's miserable. I just think it's very realistic and very, very few anything on media or television ever show any real side of what motherhood like. So the fact that this kind of gives it, yes, the ugly let's side. Let's be clear. And, and that's watch, really depressing. Let's be clear. Watch the Mother's Day. In fact, for next week, watch the Mother's Day 2 episode from season 2 of The Middle. And that is essentially what we did to our mother growing up. 
<laughs> it was as real as I've ever seen it. Hilarious. That's hilarious. Got it. But anyways, I, I don't recommend this to all people. I'm just saying that this show, I was like shocked at how well done it is. And it's an Australian show, which is very cool. It's produced um, out there, like filmed and everything and produced. And they do posts out there. It's like they have it written out on the show the end of every episode, which is I think it's a very interesting change of pace. Very cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Beck, are you watching anything new? Or um, well, no. No, no, no. This week, I, you know, <laughs> I watched a couple more episodes of Lost in Space, and Vlad and I sort of watched it bewildered, going, why are we watching this, yet we can't turn it off? Which is our relationship to it. We just kind I, of, like, enjoyed it, but... I think I know. know, I think, but I also think you guys set the record straight on Twitter. Send all our love to Gato, because there should oh, be no doubt so much that, love. Yeah. that we're happy that show is in our life. Oh, no, no. I'm happy okay, it's and in this my is life. An ep- expectation kind of thing it's like you put yourself out there when you recommend something to somebody so i think yes you take a risk that people might not like it but i think you're you're only worth recommending something to somebody that can take a negative criticism and make it worthwhile you know what i mean like just to go oh i didn't like it it was stupid then don't recommend me anything because then i'm just being an asshole do you know what i mean like, um, it, it sometimes doesn't land, but at least the person you recommend it. But I'm still, it. I'm still for you know, for what it's worth. I I find it enjoyable. I'm not saying it's the best show ever. I'm finding it just it kind of relaxes me. It's the same way, same way Shy watches some of his shows to relax him. I put it on at the end of the night. I feel relaxed. So <laughs> you know, my, I agree. My relaxation show right now, and I'll just give a quick shot because I've talked about it a couple weeks in a row. Is Get Shorty. That was totally yeah. worth it. You're I, enjoying it. Right? I'm watching we it in like one. yeah. 20 yeah, we also. Into- found that very relaxing we also found it very relaxing i'm watching same it in thing 20 minute increments before bed uh-huh. and again i had to buy it because again who the heck knows what epix is and uh, which is the network Didn't that I, it's on do we bought it no i bought it on it on amazon oh no you no, bought it, I you, bought it on you, well i mean you bought but it whatever we, we collectively own it as a family yeah. oh another thing i just bought um on your itunes so that you could watch it too you have to see season one first um i haven't started watching it but i have plans to watch atlanta season two so i'm oh, very yeah. excited to do atlanta season two I, I hear that's amazing i am pretty much supportive of anything that involves donald glover Anything Donald Glover is awesome. And I don't even like the TV show community, but if I could just slice out Donald Glover in that show and some of the other actors, I would be happy he with it. He is delightful. He he is awesome. It is like only I really wanna, up from here. I want to turn guy. my – I can't wait to turn my tunnel bear on if anybody gets that reference, my VPN, <laughs> so that I can watch certain things. Anyways, it, there's a lot of stuff you can't watch when you're out of the United States. Some of the stuff, the VPN will let you watch it. But, but uh, Shai, just by the way, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can watch season one of Atlanta on Hulu. Oh, that's I'm great. Sure that's, so that's why okay, I Hulu is not a perfect example. Hulu is something you cannot watch anywhere outside of the U.S. The point is that um, if I turn my VPN on, I should be able to see Saturday Night Live from this Saturday and Donald Glover spoofs Kanye, which that's seems cool. like it's going to be that's very good. funny. I got I to gotta go back and watch it. That's great. So yeah. I, um, at Dad's recommendation, you know, Dad has really cool taste in m- movies. And oh, right, yeah, he's I, been texting me about this movie. He's on a he's on a roll, and di- one thing Dad is great at is character driven, small, gritty kind of crime movies. I, True, he's, he's never failed me. Even when he recommends ones that aren't in English, he just nails it every time. And last night. 
we were actually going to watch more Cobra Kai, but Dad was insistent that he really wanted to watch this movie, Small Time, Small Town Crime, starring John Hawks, who played Star in I love him. Deadwood. Oh, yeah, I'm a huge, huge, huge John Hawks but, fan. You never have the session. He, I would say, is probably my favorite actor. Wow. I would say, yeah, he and is then, one of my favorite actors. I agree, 100%. And then Clifton I love Collins him. Jr., who kind of looks like John Hawks, and who, you know, Clifton Collins Jr., he's kind of in everything is the best way to describe him. He, he's in Westworld. He's in, he always kind of appears. And then Robert oh, Forrester. Uh-huh. And then Katie Lotz, who is in DC's Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow. Um, she's in it as well. And it's just a straightforward story about a down and out former cop who wants to be a private eye solving a mystery. Oh, Anthony Anderson is in it playing against yeah. type a little bit. Octavia Spencer. Oh, and yeah. Octavia Spencer. Yeah. And so it's one of these stories where it almost felt like it was a pilot for a show that I would 100% watch. Like if t- someone told me tomorrow that they were going to make five more stories about this particular character solving crimes in this little world. I would watch him, and the movie was only an hour and 32 minutes. It was totally worth Love it. Love it. It was really it's well done. how long done. movies should be. Yep, exactly. It was proof that movies, they, it was just movies, the good all parts. All movies should be 90 to 93 minutes. It was, it, it was, it. Ju- it was just the good parts. 88 so, to 93 minutes. That's the range. That so I, I recommend that movie for anyone who has a chance and who's interested in a nice, gritty. If you like shows like justified or you like Bosch it's that kind of vibe Bosch is on Amazon it's that kind of vibe really cool well done and uh, you know I guess the equivalent of an I told you show for a movie for dad because he nailed it as usual so thank you dad Um, all right uh, shout outs anyone have any shout outs I got a few I do I have a shout out Um, I got a shout out this week to um, she's actually my doppelganger Becca if I'm ever not available to go on a family vacation, she could stand in for me. You wouldn't even know the difference. <laughs> um, she has been listening to the show lately and uh, and enjoying it. So I wanted to say thanks for listening. And um, so shout out to Becca. And then, and then actually a shout out as well to her husband, Edgy, because he has planned a movie night for us that I am so excited for. He has pre-ordered Black Panther which we haven't seen yet and which I'm super pumped to see. So um, I will be reporting back on that in a couple weeks. That's really cool. All right. Cool. Over to Lil. Um, shout outs. I just want to say, um, come back to me. You <laughs> come back to you? <laughs> That's how many friends come, you have at the moment. Come back to you. <laughs> Are you trying yeah, like to come we're ordering up with... at a restaurant? Okay. Like oh, we're ordering okay. at a restaurant. Oh, I come see back to me. Okay, so I have, I have a few. Number one, I got a really sweet message from at Sunflower Maiden on Instagram, who was particularly excited about our shout out to Mom's Tostones. Mom fried up mm. her amazing tostones. Oh, cool. And mm. Sunflower Maiden is an is a is a longtime buddy of mine on Instagram, and she. Uh, talks about all sorts of cool 80s stuff and just has a generally positive kind of funny attitude towards life so shout out to you and another shout out goes to sundogsfire.com is just crushing it they have that's of course where my art is featured this month but they also just kicked off a really cool campaign to help them do some stuff with their uh, copyright and licensing and a whole bunch of things to move their big project forward so i'm really excited for Lindsay and jen over there a big shout out to Anthony, also known as at Weirdo Anthony, 
part of the ghost tweeters. I think I'm going to find a way to, to talk about Ash versus Evil Dead fans every week. But he just joined 1428elm.com as a writer and just wrote a terrific article about Dana DeLorenzo, who is the lead um, uh, female ac- uh, character on Ash versus Evil Dead and how she is sort of the new queen of horror or the best actress in horror right now. And I 100% agree with him. So a shout out to him and to, of course, Susan who uh, Susan Layton, who is also part of the 1428 Elm crew. And, mm-hmm. and of course, last right. but not least, we can't have a show without thanking uh, Cousin Vanessa for tuning in every week. Thanks for tuning in, lady. Well, I, I want to do my... Yes, I love Vanessa so much. Um, she's my favorite fan, I think. Yeah, I love her. Um, and so I, I would like to um, shout out to Howie Kislowitz, your um, musical wife, Shy and musical partner since your children your bandmate from what does it eat because he uh tweeted uh i i I was trying that when i said come back to me i um was trying to get his tweet where he basically quotes uh, uh i guess it was about cobra kai uh, I couldn't find the. I couldn't actually find the tweet. No, he you quotes would... a line from one of the songs. That no, you that and... that was had to do with your pizza tweet. Oh, it was about my pizza. Tweet? Your dessert okay. pizza. I was like, because it was a confused. I'm like, we were talking about Cobra Guy. I couldn't remember. Um, and he just writes a line from one of your guys' songs about Jose, which made me really happy. Um, and I tweeted him back the next line. Um, of the song, which I thought was just so sweet. It made me really happy. And then also I'd like to do a shout out to Stevie Jackson. Um, from the, isn't that the, the talent, the talent crush. crush? I, I, yeah, I am really bad. Like it's not, no one should be offended. I'm terrible with, um, names of things and stuff like that. So yeah, the talent crush chat show, because she tweeted out saying that she's turning 40 and is asking what she should do for her birthday. And then wrote that she really wish she could have, like made plans to go to LA and do all these fun things. And then I wrote, just do it. That's why there's credit cards. And she was like, no, I can't like, that's not responsible. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, fine. But, um, I do want to just hope, I wish that she does get somehow to realize her like fun 40th birthday dream. And um, so shout out to her. Speaking of that podcast, by the way, you've got to listen to this week's episode or this month's episode. They, they were kind enough to take uh, two of my questions for their unreliable advice. Advice? Section. Yeah. <laughs> one of them, one of them being about, so you have to tune in to hear the answers to these questions. But one question was about how does one get over post TV show depression? What is that? Oh, that's the sound of Bart flying by my house. Oh my God. <laughs> it's really loud. So like he lives by the tracks. Yeah. Guy. So it's a very expensive neighborhood. It's a very expensive neighborhood by the tracks. So anyways, they took my so the Talent Crush podcast, chat show chat podcast, show. which I love, yeah. took my questions for their unreliable advice section, which comes towards the end of the episode. And the first question was how do you get over post TV show depression, which you know is a major concern for me? Mm-hmm. So they riffed on that, and then they also riffed on this very strange choice I put before them, but they were very kind to do it, which was a choice between watching You Can't Do That on Television or Kids in the Hall, which led into Stevie Jackson doing the most amazing riff on Canadian television. 
and the, the Canadian television from when we grew up, including name-checking The Littlest Hobo and Danger Bay. And last but not oh, least. Oh, The Littlest Hobo. That not, I remember. Not but not least. Her agreeing with, uh, I mean, she said on her own, but we agree with her that Orphan Black is probably the greatest show ever to come out of Canada. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyways, mm-hmm. I encourage everyone to check out that podcast. And if you'd like to hear the answers to the various uh, questions I asked, Stevie does a phenomenal job. And Chris also does a phenomenal job, in my view, giving me uh, excellent, unreliable, but reliable advice. So check that out. And on that note, um, I think we are wrapping up today's show. Uh, Becky, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at PaperBKPrincess, and you can find some super delicious recipes on my food blog, my recipe blog, called EverydayOat.com. And I will remember to post a new recipe I have. It's for a super yummy walnut basil pesto that... um, it's very enjoyable, and I, I'm good. I feel like I, I meant to post it last week, but I forgot. But I'll actually click the button today. So by the time you listen to this, it will be up there on the blog. Cool. Cool. Lily, where can people find you? Chichi K. Gomez and at, at Twitter.com. <laughs> I always mess that up. It's at Chichi K. Gomez. At Chichi Gomez. I always go Chichi Gomez at Twitter, which makes no sense. At Chichi But I feel like I feel like you're fairly advertising what you will be like to engage with in Twitter. Kind of confused, but funny. And I would like have to say you should give me some props because I've been upping my Twitter game. Your Twitter game is among my favorites in the world. And okay. with with Just all saying. of that, I'd like to say it comes and goes. <laughs> with with all of that, uh, you can follow me at Pancake Four Table. That's Pancake the number four and table on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow all of the pancake shenanigans at pancakefourtable.com. You can follow just this podcast if you only like that at fridaynightmoviepod.com and if you go there take a moment to subscribe download and please leave us a review and a rating on itunes or stitcher or any of the places that you listen to podcasts it really helps in terms of our visibility and it's free for you to do it's a free way to support us as we continue uh, this endeavor that is this labor of love that is this podcast insert lily's comment about what type of review to leave um, only good ones, and you don't even have to listen to us. Just leave a good review. <laughs> <laughs> if you have time, listen. But, you know, be supportive. All right, guys. Dance on into the evening. We dance. Dancing on into dancing, the evening. Dancing, dancing, dancing to the theme music by What Does yeah. It Eat. Yeah. And stay yeah. tuned yes. for some big What Does It Eat love news it. coming soon. So exciting. So exciting, and I love the theme music. All right. Rock and roll. Love you. Love you guys. Are you done? Wait, are you done? Wait, did you, you have stop? to you have to Speaking wait up? after you say are you done? You have to wait before you say are you Give done? Give it a beat before you go. You guys, said, are we done? I, you guys said bye. A breath. I said it a lot. A bye. Okay. Bye. Wait. Okay, but not really. Now we're fine. Now but not wait. Is it is it re- buy or really? No, it's not really buy, right? Oh, now we're just talking.